This is Brooke Shelley with Aldersgate Life Plan Services, and you're listening to Cosmic Soup. Everybody. Welcome back to Cosmic Soup. I am extra excited to bring you today's episode because our guest is someone I've gotten to know quite well over the last year or so, and he's become one of my favorite people on the whole planet. He is 100% committed to promoting diversity, inclusion, and equity at his community, as well as providing top-tier entertainment and engagement to his residents. So please welcome, from Aldersgate Life Plan Services in Charlotte, North Carolina, Director of Branding and Community Engagement, Brooks Shelley. Hey, Brooks, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. Awesome to have you all the way on the other side of the coasts uh, to kind of have you take over both coasts, if you will. So the, where the sun's up and where the sun's down on your side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, now just so everybody knows, full disclosure here, uh, Brooks and I have gotten to know each other pretty well because our company here at Third Third does some work with Aldersgate. So we've had some cool projects and not naming any names or mentioning anybody specifically, but somebody that we might know does a show with Aldersgate called Aldersgate On Air. It's a really cool show with awesome guests and exciting topics. Definitely check it out. So anyway, uh, Brooks, it's really cool to have you here because I wanted to talk to you about some of the things y'all are doing over there at Aldersgate. It's some outside of the box thinking. It's something different. And in many cases, it's things that many people wouldn't normally associate with the industry. And the things you're doing can help people get through a potentially tough time this holiday season. Let's talk about your job title for a second. Now, I always thought it was director of marketing and resident engagement, but it's actually director of branding and community engagement. Did that change or have I just been saying it wrong this whole time? Well, with the onset of COVID, uh, community engagement, which is usually my external facing view, turned to internal as well. Oh. Because a lot of the a lot of the interactions we have with the external community had to come to a stop because it was face to face and physical and we are we're a 501c3, and we let communities and organizations, neighborhood associations, whatever, utilize any of our meeting space that they want to. Yeah. And that had to stop. So we, we unfortunately, like everyone else, had to hunker down and just try to keep everybody as safe and healthy as possible, which included keeping some of our community partners outside. Sure. So it, it was... As with everybody, a very creative time. <laughs> well, I think, you know, creativity, I think right now is kind of the key because it really forces you to kind of think of not so much what you can't do, but, you know, what can we do? What what solutions do we have that we can offer? Something is better than nothing. So what the heck? Let's just give this a shot here. So, you know, one of the things that, that I like about what you do and one of the things that I've learned about you is that not only is it your job in terms of engagement and things like that, but you really make this a, a personal mission for yourself to keep residents engaged, to keep people engaged. I mean, you get to learn to know everybody and kind of what they're, you know, all about. And, and, and I've been fortunate enough to kind of meet and talk with some of your residents. And the, the consensus is that what you guys do at Aldersgate really helps them get through their days, not only on just a, a physical needs level, but on a social level, which is, is fantastic. So, 
why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is exactly that you do for Aldersgate? Well, we started out, and I, I appreciate what you said. Thank you. The That is kind of the Aldersgate way of, okay, what can we do versus what can't we do? Right. So we are a 501c3. We've been in Charlotte for 72, almost 70, 73 years now. Originally founded as the Methodist Retirement Home, and a couple of the ministers, Methodist ministers' wives approached a local farmer and asked him to donate a couple of acres of land so that they could have a place to retire. And that was the beginning, and it has snowballed into 231 acres now. We have full continuum of care from independent living to assisted living, skilled nursing. We even have hospice and dialysis on site. So it is it is literally a community in and of itself. Yeah. And a lot of, of my job is to bring in outside people. And by bring in, I mean spread the word and get them engaged and get the people to know who we are. A lot of uh, the misconceptions of a retirement home is not good. Yeah. And that is just not the case here. We have folks that are having a blast. We have people that aren't retired. <laughs> so, I mean, they literally live here and go into work every day. And what a, what a great plan. I mean, your maintenance is cared for. You've got your meals handled if you want to. Why not? So it's, it is a blessing to come here every day and really haven't come to work any day since I've been here. It's just coming to see my friends. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like that saying, you know, it's like, if you love what you do, you don't ever work a day in your life. And exactly. th- that's, that's something that, that that's not like just, um, you know, what you guys say, that's what you do. That's how y'all live. Not just you, but everybody uh, over at Aldersgate kind of does that. And you kind of touched on something too. It's like, so there's this perception out there that, you know, uh, a quote unquote retirement home, if you will, is is just this really dull, you know, kind of boring place where people just kind of slog through the rest of their lives. And, you know, their, their entertainment consists of, you know, bingo and solitaire and I, I think that you really what it's come down to is over the last you know several years that you know that whole industry is kind of changing. And the one thing that really helps people is the social element and the idea that yeah, you got people that work here. They want to come here. They're not stuck here. They're not forced there. This is this is a choice. This is awesome. I love being here. So let's talk about some of the cool things that you have done. Um, at Aldersgate to kind of keep people engaged. I always go back to my favorite thing going back to a few months ago when you implemented Margarita Mondays, um, <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, which I thought was cool. So uh, I know you and I have talked about this on Aldersgate on air, but you know, tell the Cosmic Soup listeners, let's just get a little bit of Margarita Monday. Tell us all about that. Alrighty. So it, we have for years focused on with our residents, get out. Don't stay indoors, get out and socialize. And we, when we built a new commons area with multiple dining options so that you can, if you want a sandwich, and that's just it, you grab a sandwich if you want. It's very deli style. But we intentionally had an architect that doesn't build retirement centers. And they did a really good job of creating rooms without creating walls. And so it's very open. And typically, before COVID, 
bustling. And then we had to have a diametric shift and say, you can't come out. Don't socialize with others. COVID is taking a toll. We've got to keep it out. So that that was a shift for us. It was a shift in our messaging to our residents. We were very fortunate in the fact that all of our residents receive iPads when they get here. Mm-hmm. So when they move in, they receive an iPad. We use an app on it that handles calendars, RSVPs, uh, menus, you name it. And so it was good that they had already have that. They've been updated on it and shown how to use it. So that was a that was a huge step. Technology was really a good friend of us, ours then. Mm-hmm. But we decided, okay, so if they can't come out to others, why don't others go to them safely? Sure. So um, back up a minute. Part of what we did when we told residents not to come out was realizing they got to eat and they've got to have the medicines, the things that they typically would go out for, we started doing. So we divided it out. It didn't matter if you were senior leadership or whatever. You went to the grocery store, you made grocery store runs, you delivered meals, you we even went to the to the ABC store. <laughs> and um you, they never missed a beat. They never had any type of interruption, so to speak, other than being secluded. So Margarita Monday was kind of one of those tongue-in-cheek things, and then we decided, well, well, why not? So we put it out on our app and let everybody know the day and the time, and we all grabbed a cart, grabbed some margarita mix, grabbed some cups. Everybody was masked and gloved, and we made the rounds. <laughs> and it was... It was a blessing to be to people to open the door and really be happy to see you, whether you had a margarita in your hand or not. Right. Um, that was just the bonus point. Yeah. So we've done we've done things like that as we've moved through with different restrictions and precautions. We are overly fortunate to have the amount of land and space that we have in open space. So which is 231 acres, by the way, with a lake. So, I mean, there's plenty to do. Yeah. And the weather was cooperating. And with the, we've got walking trails and a a five acre azalea garden and uh, a community garden. So there's, there's plenty of things to get out, but then getting back out of that mindset of, okay, I need to stay in the house to remain healthy. We started doing things by the lake. We had, um, improved our walking paths around it. So the uh, there's a gazebo sitting right up on top of the lake. And so we decided to have concerts. And we called one of our local, our community friends, actually, that is a local historian, but he also plays in a quartet. And they came out and we told all of our residents, mask up, keep your distance, Bring something to eat or drink. We'll come around with food and, and beverages if you like. But just come out and enjoy the weather. Get a breath of fresh air and have some music and at least get to see your friends, even if it's across the lake a little bit. Yeah. You still get that visual and eyes on. You know they're there. Right. And we had planned it for, okay, if, it, if the first one goes, 
we'll do it once a month. Well, then it got to the, to the popularity of, okay, we're going to do this every other week. Oh, man. So every two weeks we had some of our musical friends come out, and it was, it was a great exercise for all of our residents in how they handled the precautions. But then it also gave us, gave me back especially, the aspect of community outreach. So I was able to reach out to a local music company named Tosco Music Company. And they are a booking place, but they also play, and they've been around for years. So I had him line up local talent to come in. And knowing that the bars were shut down and venues were shut down, a lot of our local artists were really suffering. So if we could, if we were going to use artists, we may as well give back to the community. So he set everything up for us and he did a great job with it. And he was very uh, welcoming at, at the minimum to us wanting to have our diversity and inclusion and equity aspect reflected in our music choices as well. So we were able to give different ethnicities, different cultures. Every other week we had something different. And that exposure really helped our residents and helped the community at large. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, speaking of, you know, artists and community, uh, aside from just the, the resident engagement, you know, you do quite a bit of outreach. And I, I also wanted to point out that one of the elements of engagement you do is that you partner with a local bakery and he bakes your residents birthday cakes, which yes. is awesome. So everybody gets a birthday cake and it's it's a personal touch. And it just says, hey, I'm thinking about you. I know about you. How, how do your residents respond to that? That came up as an idea when we first had to go into a precautionary stage. And we went, we did precautions probably earlier than most did. Sure. And I, I fully commend our CEO and our senior leadership team and our frontline staff and all of our clinical staff. We did a roundtable socially distanced of pulling everybody from all the different disciplines into the room and said, Oh, okay. So if this, then what, and what type of impact does this have on each of your departments here? And so we were really able to plan for contingencies and that was, that was helpful in real time method. But we were talking about isolation and the fact that our residents wouldn't be able to see their families. And so, again, back to the iPads and, and technology, we did instruction on FaceTime. This is how you FaceTime your family, and we'll help you set it up. And that way you can at least stay in contact visually with them as well. And then we took it further to, wow, how awful is it to spend your birthday in seclusion and not able to go out and get a birthday cake, not able to go out and celebrate. So one of our local bakers, uh, it's a Latin bakery that we're connected to and do a lot of lot of events with. And so we called him and just said, hey, we've got 500 residents, and all of them will have birthdays, and they're not going to do it without a cake. So if we give you the list and if we provide you in advance, can you deliver the cakes out? And so that's what we do. Every week we get a cake delivery and our staff will take 
cakes to the resident stores, and on their birthday, they don't miss a beat. <laughs> it's amazing, you know, and uh, on, to on top of all of that, you know, so you've got technology, which, you know, via iPads, and you're showing people how to use it. And of course, uh, you've got Aldersgate on air, which is, uh, if I may say, a super awesome podcast <laughs> that, uh, that promotes, you know, on, on some level, also some of the residents that are there, they get a chance to hear themselves on the radio, they get a chance to hear their friends on the radio, the community gets to hear it. And you also mm -hmm. touched on another topic, which is, of course, you know, the loneliness and the isolation. And as we roll into the holidays, I, I think that the potential for people to become either depressed or, you know, display some sort of, you know, depressive behavior. So what kind of things can we do during the holidays to kind of help keep residents engaged and keep their morale up you know what, what what kind of steps are you taking and what can other communities take to to help out with those feelings we have modified our culinary typically obviously thanksgiving day we do a huge amount of culinary sure so this year is going to be different we fortunately have the space and again we the designer did a great job when they did the architecture here so that we can actually have people spaced out inside and yet still visually see others and feel like they're actually dining out, even though you're not really huddled up on each other like you would be at a restaurant. So we've, we've modified that and we're having that type of event going on. But we're also doing a, a virtual blast. So on their iPads, we're sending out on our app different art museum virtual tours that you can take and different tourist ideas where you can go ride the rails through the Canadian Railroad and just different things like that that can get them engaged in being somewhere else other than where they've been staring at the four walls for months. Yeah. We're also doing, and this isn't really Thanksgiving, but we decided we need we need Christmas. <laughs> so that we approached all of our partners and vendors and said, hey, we typically put out decorations every year. We use a contracted service. They come out, they put it up, they come back out, take it down. But we really want to add more. Would you be interested in sponsoring a tree? And the response was overwhelming we were able to put outdoor trees in the event that there was a second wave and we had to go back into isolation sure um, most of our common areas wouldn't be accessible to our residents so we put external trees so every courtyard there is a, a tree of some sort we also have a menorah going on and it's a, a seven foot tall menorah and Every aspect of this campus, before we have our tour on December the 5th, you will not be able to look out of a window and not see something of the holidays. And that was, that was really the goal. We didn't want anyone to have, have to stay in their room or their apartment or their home and not have some type of Christmas cheer. Sure. And again, our, our vendors and partners really stepped up, and we have... We have taken it, and we're rolling with it. So we're going to do a campus driving tour on December the 5th. 
I've heard about this this uh, event, by the way. <laughs> I would I'd hope you had, even even though you're on the other side of the, the <laughs> nation. Um, so December the fifth, we're doing a driving tour, and it's the Festival of Lights, and we're going to obviously remain safe. People coming through have to stay on their vehicles, so we don't want anyone interacting with any of the residents personally to the point that they could risk any contamination. But they come, they receive their map. It's a driving tour that is led by our staff, and it goes and winds through our independent living cottages and around the lake, up through our new common areas, and then back over to our skilled nursing facility, which looks like a a nice arts and crafts home, and then back out the other side of of the community. So... We are lighting up the campus, and the cost of admission is a non-perishable food donation to Second Harvest. I love that. And that way we, we are giving back to the community that really gives so much to us. So it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun night. Yeah. And, the, you know, also um, your ideas that you all generate, what's really cool is that this isn't like a – hey, here's an idea from the top down, go execute this. As far as engagement goes, everybody on your staff contributes ideas. Residents contribute ideas. You have any number of forums where these ideas get generated and then you guys just make it happen, which it sounds like that should always be the way it is, but that's just not the way it is. So um, I, I'm, I'm really actually a fan of the fact that, that you guys do take all of your feedback and ideas seriously. It is. That's a great point. We, we've, in the past, and everybody does it. You try to imagine what people want and then provide it. So we do a really good job of asking those people, "What do you want?" Yeah. And if it's possible, we'll do it. So if it, and possible goes back to obviously budget, sure, safety. I, uh, everything that goes along with that. But yeah, we, we have residents that have come up with some incredible stuff that just gives them a little bit more engagement, a little bit more fun. Part of the, of the festival of lights is the fact that we ask our independent living folks to decorate, take what you normally do and decorate, put it towards the front of the house, put it on the lawn, wherever. And let's really decorate so it gets them engaged. And our partners and vendors, again, sponsored so much that we were able to give each area additional decorations. And so it really got them engaged with something to do and something to be excited about because this year has seemed like every time you turn on the news, it's something that you didn't really want to see. Yeah, right. So... It's it's going to be a great thing to have lights and just have a little bit of brightness in, in this year. Heck yeah, you know, a little bit of a, you know, sensory jogging to kind of uh, boost the mood a little bit. And, you know, from a purely business standpoint, if we're going to get all businessy about it, you know, happier residents means a fuller house, right? Absolutely. And a I perpetually mean, fuller house. <laughs> what a great... What a great thing to be able to actually pick and choose your neighbors. Yeah. I mean, you can literally call your, your best friends and say, hey, come, li- come, come move in down the street from me. 
I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, here on the old cosmic soup, we have what we refer to as the Cynthia questions. And we ask <laughs> these questions of every guest that comes on our show. So I'm going to ask these questions of you. It's two simple questions. Okay. So question number one, let's just say that you had the epic magic wand of awesomeness and you could wave said magic wand and create your own dream community for yourself for you to live in when it's time to go do all that what would it consist of and uh you know what would be included what would your dream community look like now i know aldersgate's pretty friggin awesome but let's just say that you weren't already <laughs> at aldersgate what would your community look like i would think that and I love the magic wand question because it always sparks something that may not have been thought of before that you can go, hmm, mm. maybe, maybe that's possible. That's right. Nothing off limits. Exactly. I would, I would create more outdoor venues, more amphitheaters, something that could be accessed all year long and provide not only entertainment, but something that could give back to the community. But I would also want to add more cultural exposure as, and not only cultural, but financial. We are hitting the point now where there's going to be more seniors retiring than there's housing available, and not everyone can afford it. So more diverse price point housing, specifically geared for seniors. Uh, if you make it to that point, you've, I mean, you need to, you need to be taken care of. You need to have something to look forward to. You need to not worry so some type of some type of diverse price point slash um mixed income mixed use i would love to see some commercial aspects of it as well that would really bring in a lot of the mom and pops and do something that's a local uh, shop local and have any of our our diverse neighbors and vendors and partners actually have space and and thrive that way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, it, it's, it's basically the idea that it, you're not, you're not locked into a place. It's still a community, right? It's still things are happening and other people are involved and you know, the community without walls, right? That's the, exactly, exactly, exactly. The concept that, that you have kind of brought up time and time and time again. So whether or not they're real walls or philosophical walls, you know, the idea that, you know, You've got freedoms. You've got choices. Um, exactly. I absolutely love that. So uh, final question then. Three things that senior living providers can do today, right now, to positively affect the lives of their staff and their residents. This is, this is a very cheating answer because, <laughs> uh, of course, we've we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> pick up the phone. Yeah. Uh, pick up the phone and call them. If nothing else, they need to hear another voice and get some type of exposure. We divvied up all of our residents amongst our staff, and everybody was partnered up. And we tried to partner up folks that typically wouldn't have anything to really talk about in common. And it, it was a blessing for both the residents and our team members because they got to, to speak to them. The second part would be don't assume that you know what they really want. Ask them. 
they what they want is probably entirely different than what we would have provided. Uh, this it is a changing demographic and changing wants, desires, and needs. And probably a third is provide them with the ability to actually do what they want within the confines of being safe. So enable them, instead of institutionalizing them, enable them to actually have precautions, but still be able to be viable and, and lively and enjoy themselves. Again, we've, we've got acreage here that has really been a godsend just to get people out, but safe. So those would probably be the three things I would I would recommend. Yeah. And that all comes back to that that all encompassing theme, which is engage them. <laughs> exactly. You know the it, first three words of our mission statement are we honor elders. And honor is is a very big category. Sure. It could be engagement, it could be respect, it could be equity. But as long as and that's what we always preach is to our staff of if you just go by those three words in your everyday experience here you will you will get as much out of it as they will yeah awesome well those were fantastic answers and uh is there anything else that you wanted to throw out there to the world before i let you get back to your day um man that's the best question you've had all the whole time mike boom probably it is to, again, it's so, it sounds so simple, but it's it's seems to be missing. Be kind to each other. Yeah, yeah. Just we have kind. a very uh, vulgar way to say that where I come from, but yes, <laughs> it all it all comes <laughs> down to the same thing. Don't be a jerk. Be awesome. It's not that difficult to do. I mean, treat people nice. Treat them well. Treat them with sincerity and with compassion. Um, it, it makes the world a better place. And uh, I, I applaud you and everybody over on, on your team at Aldersgate because that's exactly what you do, not because you have to, because that's just the kind of people you are. And uh, if there was more of y'all out there, then uh, maybe we'd have a little bit uh, more sunshine and maybe the, maybe the sun would rise before 7.30 in the morning here for t- <laughs> where I'm at. So. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> well, thank you, Brooks, for joining us today on Cosmic Soup. I know for a fact I'm going to talk to you again real soon. So everybody, check out Aldersgate on air and go check out Aldersgate on their website, aldersgateuniversity.com. Is that right? Aldersgateuniversity.com. That's right. See what they're all about. Go check out all their awesome events. Get some ideas and um, yeah, make the world a better place. So uh, thank you, Brooks. I'll talk to you again soon, man. Thank you so much. And thanks, of course, to all of you for checking out the show. As always, don't forget, send us those questions, thoughts, comments, ideas to Cosmic Soup at 3rd3rd.com and follow Cosmic Soup and Third Third Marketing on all those fancy social media sites. So thanks again for hanging out with us, and we'll talk to you soon on Cosmic Soup.